Well, well, good evening, good morning, and good afternoon, <laughs> wherever you are. Uh, we are we are back and we are live and it is time for Real Talk, Real Solutions. My name is Dr. Anana Pfeiffer-Darrell-Holm. I am the woman and youth civility practitioner and I'm super excited to have this opportunity to share with you this evening, today. <laughs> so I'm gonna get, try to jump right back into where we were. As you all know, this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month here in North America. And I'm, I, I, I really, I personally have people affected uh, with with breast cancer survivors, and um, it's it's certainly something that's near and dear to my heart. And tonight, I'm excited that I have a guest who is a survivor. She's going to share her story, her testimony, how she triumphed triumphantly overcome overcame breast cancer. So I, I, I'm super excited that she is able to be here. Uh, she is a mom on a mission. She is beautiful, humble. As I said, our, our, our paths, we have met certainly a few years ago now, but to watch her grow and develop as an amazing coach, mom, uh, entrepreneur, I'm excited that she is here share. So as I said, it being uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, uh, some of the key things is really treatment, right? Screening, early detection, early detection, early detection. Uh, I can say I am in my mid-40s myself, and I, I know that I've gotten my mammograms and I've had things come up. Um, you know, and have to go back and get retested. I've had biopsies, you know, real talk. And and it's just really important to, to do that um, and to stay on top of it. And even thinking about it, dealing with uh, the pandemic, a lot of times we're postponing some of our care and our health care and getting to the doctor and doing the, the various testing, right? And I want to encourage you, especially our women, to make sure that you, if it's time for your annual mammogram, if it's time for your annual pap smear, if it's time for your annual checkup, it's time for you to do that. Do not put it off. I know again, because of the pandemic, we put off a lot of our own, especially as women, especially as mothers, you know, we, we put ourselves last typically. Um, but I want to encourage you tonight to make sure that you get screened, right? You you make sure that you get your testing done. Okay. No longer put, put it off. Don't put yourself off. Um, but make sure that you take care of you. Make sure that you get tested, get your mammogram, right? So the one thing that I was I'm just looking at, some of the statistics, is that as of June 2020, one in eight women will develop invasive breast cancer. One in eight. So we all know how many. And that means out of the, the, if you can name eight women, that even in your close circle, one in eight will develop breast cancer in their lifetime. So this, there's no way that we should not um, be aware of it. We should be comfortable with the information, comfortable with the process, right? And comfortable with getting our boobs smushed. <laughs> I'm not the expert, but I'm just saying, that's what happens. But we should just, you know, really make sure that we do these things, right? And 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 I'm, I I know with this one staggering number where that and they're saying this year in 2020 that 42,170 women are expected to die in the U.S. in 2020 from breast cancer. 42,170 women, and this is from the American Cancer Foundation. Guys, this is serious. We need to talk about it. And I'm glad tonight that I have someone that can speak to it from personal experience, personal testimony, and, and really mostly breast cancer is the most common cancer diagnosed in the U.S. And one other statistic that I have to just share because I have this here because I, I, I knew the numbers was high, but in women under 45, breast cancer is more common in black women than white women. Overall, Black women are more likely to die of breast cancer. So guys, I'm happy that we could talk about it tonight. I'm happy that I have a mom on a mission to share her story tonight as we recognize breast cancer with cancer awareness. So without further ado, I want to just introduce to you our guest for tonight, Ms. Tracy Randolph. She is the Reset Coach. 
She is a certified health coach, life coach, personal trainer, best-selling global author, speaker, and of course, survivor. And she is a mom on a mission. Now, her passion is for health, nutrition, fitness, and overall holistic wellness. For And she really wants people to know about the struggles and the things that she's gone through in regards to breast cancer. She perceives having cancer as one of the most amazing events in her life, leading to her life's purpose to point others towards optimal health. As a health coach, her mission is to help women reset their mindset, to reset their bodies and love the woman in the mirror. I love, I love, I love that. She motivates her clients to cultivate positive health choices and being the mom of a smart, inquisitive and loving son. This is a part, this is one of her major life joys. And I certainly can relate to that being a, a mother of sons. <laughs> because of him, Tracy approaches her clients with curiosity and care. And she approaches them with the reset my framework, if you will. So without further ado, please welcome my guest. Listen, Miss Tracy Randolph, come on now. Welcome, welcome to Real Talk, Real Solutions. How are you? Hey, I am good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm so happy that you could be here. Um, you. You know, our schedules together is, is always, yeah, but it's good. It's good. It, 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 it's certainly key. So listen, you heard me just share a little bit about, you know, just some small statistics with the audience. You go right in, tell them a little bit about yourself. But of course, if you want to talk, you know, tell us about your story and your battle with cancer. Sure, sure. I want to preface the conversation first with starting off with what you were talking about in terms of giving the numbers and telling women to go and get their mammograms and get their screenings. I just wanted to add to that. Know your body. Understand your body. Be preventative. Take care of yourself. You know, eat well. Exercise. Do the things that are going to help build your immune system, that are going to help your body stay in the optimal state. Okay, so I just wanted to preface with that because you were talking about the numbers and the numbers are astounding. <laughs> they really are. So I want women to understand that they really need to focus on their bodies and know their bodies. But to get into um, my story, my journey, uh, I was taking a shower one night and felt a sharp pain in my right breast. And, you know, it gave me pause because I'm like, Ooh, where did this come from? So I did what Anana was talking about and I took the precautions and I went to the doctor and I had a mammogram done and he said, well, you know, I don't think there's going to be anything wrong, but let's have the mammogram. Let's see what's going on. So that came out irregular and they said, okay, you need to go back for another mammogram. Did that again. And they said, we're finding something. You need to talk to your doctor, talk to my doctor. And they sent me for a biopsy. I went to the hospital um, for the first biopsy and I brought my mom along with me, you know, just I needed that support and I was there and I was still thinking, though, you know, nothing is wrong. This is just, you know, protocol. They're taking the precautions. My doctor's making sure that everything is OK. And I'm in there. I get the first biopsy done. And they said, you know, you have two different tumors in two different places. And the other one was hard to reach. So I had to go in for a second biopsy. They needed a different doctor. We need a specialist to come in to do this second biopsy. So I went in for the second biopsy. And by then, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm like, nothing's gonna be wrong. I'm just this second biopsy is just precaution. I'm going in, I went by myself. And as I'm there <laughs> doing the second biopsy, the doctor says, um, you have breast cancer. The first biopsy came out positive. And I was like, wow, you know, in shock. And then they're preparing me to lay on this table and get another biopsy done. And if you know anything about getting a biopsy for your breast, you have to lay on this, you know, kind of hard metal table and you put your breast inside this hole and, you know, they have to, and it sounds crazy, but this is, this is just what it is. And they have to go underneath the table with, with um, the knife to get the incision, to get the biopsy. And I'm laying there and you have to lay still. And I'm laying there and the tears are just streaming down my face. And I'm thinking, you know, how can this be? And I'm just laying there and I'm crying and I'm trying to lay still and trying to focus. But, you know, there were so many things going through my mind at that time. And so I'm, I'm there by myself and the nurse is rubbing my arm and I'm, the tears are just streaming and she's rubbing my arm and that's making it worse. <laughs> but <clears throat> lo and behold, I left out of there and I got in my car and I just sat there for a minute 
and my cousin called me and I'm going to give her a shout out to Mara Roberts because she called me. She's always calling me at the right time, but she called me at that time and I gave her the news and she said to me something, you know, so monumental. She's like, just breathe at this moment, just breathe. So that's what I did. And I talked to her and I went home. But when I got home, I dropped to my knees and I said, you know, I got to give this to God. I dropped to my knees and I started praying. And I always tell this story, but then, you know, I went to church that next Sunday and I laid it on the altar. And I'm telling you, I said, God, this is not mine. This is yours. This is not mine <laughs> because I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. So I'm going to let you handle this because you have all the power. This is not mine. So I gave it to him and I went into action mode. I started to just do my due diligence in terms of researching because I was trying to figure out how is it that my body could actually accept cancer? I didn't feel like I was living a life that warranted that. However, cancer comes, it just comes, right? And there's a lot of different factors that play a part into cancer that we could talk about, but I was really trying to figure it out. So I said, it has to be food and environment. It has to be what's happening um, in my life you know, that may not seem so significant, but it's playing a significant part on my health. So um, I just started doing research and I started to, to love, you know, just nutrition and fitness and learning about it and understanding what it does for your body when you put your body in a healthy state. Now, pre-cancer, you know, my family is from the south of the United States. And, you know, we eat a lot of food, a lot of different food with a lot of butter and a lot of sugar and all the things that taste really yummy that are not good for your body. So I have to preface it with that because I was a foodie. I love to eat. I ate anything under the sun. So that's why I figured it had to be related to food and environment and stress. And we're going to get to that in a minute. But um, I just decided to go ham on research and I fell in love with it. And it really led me to my purpose. So when Anana, you know, read that bio and I said it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it was an awakening for me. It was an awakening to this new life, this passion, this purpose. And I just decided that I want to help other women also learn how to reset their minds so that they can reset their bodies so they can love the woman in the mirror, but also just to live with optimal health. That is the most important thing. And I think this day, right, living in COVID, because this time is so different from any other that we've ever experienced before, but this day indicates that we need to live in optimal health. We need to be preventative. We need to take care of ourselves. You know, just first of all, seeing you, you know, and seeing the vibrance and, you know, you're such a beautiful woman and I see you working out, girl, doing things. I'm like, oh, one day I'm going to get there with you, sis. One day. <laughs> right. But but I'm just thinking about, you know, you laying on that table. Right. And even when they told you initially, do you almost because I remember I've had a few diagnoses. It's like, who? What? Who right. are you talking to, right? Like, you can't be for me. That's somebody else's story. Like, I don't know how you, you know, if you equate that, but I remember because I don't know if I shared it in this video or the other one, but you know that I remember when I had my, my mammogram came back and they saw something, right? Mm -hmm. And then they went for the biopsy. And as you were telling that story and that feeling of laying flat and promise you the tears, I, I, as you was, you know, it was so real that you just took me back to that with no i mean you're not crying but the tears just begin to flow right because you're it's like of the unknown right and i mean if you just take us back you just saying that laying on that hard surface cold whatever it is in that room like, don't move i mean just the experience of that alone and to now see you right and to see how you can say that it was the best thing that ever happened to you Man, sis, I, I, I certainly, certainly salute you. I certainly, certainly salute you. Just I had to jump in there with that because I know you went through it real quick. But I'm understanding that 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 definitely was a process, you know, for for you to really see that and understand that, um, and, and learn that finding your purpose, you know, through even through that through the storm that you you weathered and amazing. Absolutely. So I wanna I wanna talk to you about why that was so quick because you talk about weathering the storm. God showed up. Um, a month before I got my diagnosis mm -hmm. and it was, I got my diagnosis a month after hurricane Sandy. Okay. So during hurricane Sandy, um, you know, everything was going on and you know how it was in New Jersey because you're from New Jersey. Right. And 
you know, lights out, right? Yes. <laughs> raging outside and my neighbor has this tree and the tree is dying. The tree, mind you, is still there, but the tree is dying. You can see like the tree is being attacked. And so I'm praying and praying over this tree. And I always tell people when I tell this story, I'm thinking that, you know, okay, God, I just need you to keep this tree up. Don't let it fall on my house. Don't let it fall on my neighbor's house. Just keep this tree up. So lo and behold, like there was a peace that came over my house, like nothing I could really describe. It was so peaceful and it was and it was like my house was illuminated. Mind you, there were no lights, right? The power was out and it was like a dome came down over my house. And it was so peaceful that I just, after I prayed, I went to sleep. Me and my son were on the couch with a little portable DVD player watching Disney movies. And I went to sleep. And when I woke up the next morning, a very small piece of my fence was down. That tree, mind you, was still standing. That tree was up, still standing. No no other damage at all. And it was him saying, I'm here. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really about the tree. Mm. Uh, I didn't realize until later, of course, that he was telling me I'm here was about the breast cancer. And he was showing up before he was really giving me Absolutely. what my purpose was really all about. But he said, I, something else is coming and I, I'm telling you that I'm here. Mm. So when I got the breast cancer, don't get me wrong. When they gave me the news, don't get me wrong. I was upset because I'm human, right? And and I cried and I dropped to my knees and I did all of that. But when I thought about that experience later and when I laid it on the altar, I said, he already showed up. He already told me that I'm here for you. So there was nothing else for me to do but to, to move forward, yeah. to act in the way that I knew how. So I did my due diligence, but God was like, I'm here. So I knew like this was gonna be okay. My good, I felt that thing, sis. <laughs> I felt that thing because you know what? We we always we we really are prepared for the storm. You know what I mean? Like understand that what he put it already in us. You know, it's like um, you know, they build a house and, and they, these windows is wet weatherproof and stormproof, right? But you don't do it until that storm comes, right? You <laughs> was already built for it. Understand that, and it's so beautiful to hear. You know that that part of it. You know, and some people, you know, it's just a, it's just amazing. So I, I I certainly appreciate that. But I didn't want to. You can continue on, but I had to just jump in and bring this thing, bring it back, <laughs> and really break this thing down. So you know, in the optimal health and what that looks like and feels like, you take it away. Yeah. So you know, really, it's about um, seeing it first. You have to visualize you know, who you want to be, even what you want to look like. And you need to describe that person to the T. Like I tell my clients, you know, I need you to describe her. What is she wearing? What does she look like? What is she feeling? What are her movements? What are her gestures? Is she working? Is she an entrepreneur? How do you describe her? Because you need to see her first. And then once you see her, you need to speak her out loud. And then once you speak her out loud, you need to be able to take action. And it's really about, you know, painting that picture first in your mind, writing it out, speaking it out, and then living it and doing it so that you can get to the person that you see. And understand that she really is, like you were saying just a few minutes ago, Anana, like how God prepared you well for that woman, you are already her. You just need to get there. You need to take the action to get to where you really want to be, but you really are already her. So I tell them down to the shoes, what shoes are you wearing? What clothes are you wearing? Pencil skirt to, you know, skinny jeans, whatever it is, but what makes you feel good so that you can get there? And that's really how it starts off. That's how I start out with my clients before we get to, you know, what you should eat and what exercises you should do, because all of that is a no brainer for people. People usually know that that information is everywhere and people usually know that, okay, you know, if I eat my broccoli and my spinach and all the other good foods that are out there, I know I can get to where I need to be. But what's going to make you get there is you seeing that person that you really want to be. So that's the instrumental part in all of this. Powerful. You got to see it, guys. I hope y'all catching that, right? She said you have to see her first. And it's almost like seeing yourself in third person. And and, and it's so good because that's just what the Bible said, you know, to just to make the vision, write it down, like see yourself. And that's even the power of like vision boards and things of that nature. Um, But I, I love that because even 
even with working with girls and blessed girls, the number one thing is your own identity. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, if, even when the storms come, you know what life happens, right? Divorce and, and trauma and, you know, health challenges. But mm-hmm. I still know that I am a child of God, right? Yes. I am his daughter. He is my father. And he <laughs> so it, it's so it, it it's just real it's really important to know who you are because there's so much other stuff that's gonna come and tell you you know mm-hmm. something different so mm-hmm. knowing your true identity see her know her even when you ain't gonna look like it you ain't gonna feel like her that's but you right. still know who she is <laughs> that's, right. that's right and no believe that you can get there you know just believe in her because it will happen as long as you believe in her amen amen yeah. amen great great you stuff know, this is this I- is good I feel like, you know, I was asleep for years before cancer happened. You know, I was living the the corporate life um, and it was really an awakening for me because that's not what I was meant to be. Um, And I was I I was raised in church like most of us. Right. And I was groomed to be out front. Like that's what my church did with us. They put us out front. We had to do speeches and and we couldn't do speeches. I, I had this strict Sunday school teacher. We could not do speeches and not remember them. You will not read off the paper. You know what I mean? So they put us out in front. And then I decided to go to college and become an accountant of all things, right? No, no shade on accountants. <laughs> we need them. Like we, we need them and we love them. But at the same time, that just wasn't where I was supposed to be, right? Because they had always put me up front. You know, I had to organize things and I had to be out in the front and I always had to speak. And lo and behold, I shut myself down. So when the cancer came about, it was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh, you know? And then it was like, okay, here we go. Now I'm on my first book collaboration. And then my second book collaboration, things just started to happen. But it was like, God was like, I need you to wake up, girl, wake up. That's good. Sleep on yourself. You were sleeping on yourself. I I love this, you know, because honestly, we always talk in passing here and there. And, you know, we at conferences and things like that. And we never really get to delve in. So, of course, we're doing it for the whole world to see tonight. But but it's so interesting. Even again, I love the synergy. I love that because that was my thing. You know, I was working in corporate America. Good, good job. You know, making amount of money, everything you thought. But like you said, I was sleeping on me like I. I was like, this ain't it, boo. (laughs) There is so much more out there for you, you know, to do and to wake up and shake this thing up. Um, and and it's, it's it's incredible that he'll use anything to get your attention. Look, wherever he need to get you to where you need to go, right? For his mission, you know, for the things that he has depositing you, for him to come to full fruition. Oh, you're gonna do that thing. You're gonna do that thing. Oh my goodness, this is good. Now talk to me about. The reset mind frame, the reset Mm -hmm. mindset, reset coach. (laughs) It really started. I started um, I started a program after having breast cancer. I started this program with an organization called Women Empowered International. And the founder there is absolutely amazing. And she had a program where we were building our life plans. Now, of course, this, this is God. Right. All of this came about all in the right time. So, you know, my best friend told me about it. She's like, listen, you need to just join this program. And the program was culminated with a trip. So I was thinking, "Mm, well, I'm going on a trip. (laughs) I just want to go on a trip, not really understanding what the program meant until I got involved and I started building my life plan and I started looking at what I wanted to do. And I was doing exactly what I coach people on now. I was building that person that I wanted to see. And then that coach, that reset coach came out of it. But when I started coaching women through the organization, because now I'm a part of their planning committee and I started coaching women through the organization, I um, started telling them, you know, when they would say, well, I didn't really do exactly what I was supposed to do. I'm like, every day is an opportunity for you to reset. You cannot beat yourself up about what you didn't do yesterday. Start over, start today and not necessarily start over, but you know what your goals are. So just reset it and do what you're supposed to do today. We can't worry about what's behind us, but we always have to keep pushing forward. So that's where the reset came and it ended up being my mantra and then me as a coach and my business. But it really just started with me helping women to say you can always reset. 
So that's that's really how the reset came about. And it's really just about the same thing I mentioned before, just building that person and then resetting and resetting every day. Every day you have to do that. You can't just say, OK, I know what I'm supposed to do because we all, we're, we're human and we falter we, and we falter a lot. Right. So you just reset. Don't beat yourself up. Just keep going. Oh, man, I, I love that. And yeah, like you said, every day is an opportunity to reset. You know, we think of like major things that happen that, OK, I got to reset, you know, a change in job or like you're saying, a health crisis or things like that. But doggone, you saying I could reset every day? That's right. That's right. So you're like, I had that brownie with that ice cream yesterday. Right. Today you reset. Right. You just And you eat what you what you set up for yourself. So it's all the little things, too. It's not just the big things. It's all the little things as well. Incredible, incredible, incredible. That reset button that you can do that in every aspect of it. And I think that's so liberating, too, to know that, you know what? I mean, and, and I, I what I've been learning even with various challenges and, and, and dealing with the pandemic is that like he gives us just enough grace for every day. You know, and, and I think that almost like ties into it, like, it's okay that like, you did what you had to do, you know, for that day, right? Mm -hmm. But he get his grace is sufficient just for today. You worried about tomorrow, next year, next month, right? If we didn't learn anything, that's right. that's <laughs> plans, it, it's, it's okay. And it's a part of really, you know, focus on what's at hand and, and mm -hmm. not worrying about the next thing is absolutely incredible. So that's for the true. optimal health and, and the fitness and you'll be doing your thing, girl. <laughs> I'll be watching, I'll be like, in my mind, y'all, I'll be like, yeah, I can do. Okay, I'm coming though. I'm coming. Come on. You can see them early mornings. I ain't really them early morning, but I know you got evening ones. I got something for you now. I got an evening class for you now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming because Lord knows I need to reset. I need to reset that part of it. But, um, you know, again, your passion for health and wellness. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the programs that you have available. What does that look like? And how do you take, you know, the fluffy girls. How do you get us started? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, let's start with the personal training. So there's personal training um, that happens. Is You can do three days or five days a week. And there's a 7 a.m. class and a 7 p.m. class now. And, you know, it's for every level, beginners, intermediate, and advanced. So there's always a way to modify an exercise to fit every person. So we fit every person into that model. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. So anybody can join, join those classes. Um, and then on top of that is the mind body reset. And that's a coaching program. And you could do a six week or a 12 week. And then that takes you through that journey of what I was talking about before, you know, first describing that person and then getting to the whatever the end goal is for the person. And you know, I found that when you're coaching people, and I know that you're a coach as well, I found I find that what people originally come to you for is not really what ends up happening through the coaching journey, right? There's usually something deeper. So the coaching journey is specific to each individual. True. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Now you, I mean, of course, working out in health and wellness, talk to me about the stress factor. <laughs> because I know you mentioned that. And of course now, so listen, I was uh, on CBS today. There was this, this amazing segment on women in the during the pandemic, but in the workplace. And how a lot of women have literally quit their jobs because A, if the environment, they felt like it was too much of a risk, you know, for them to, uh, you know, you know, become, you know, get the virus or what have you. Mm -hmm. And or if they felt like, you know, uh, the, the work environment was not um, accepting or welcoming of all the challenges that they were facing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you still, of course, in the home, your children are home. <laughs> You're supposed to work from home, right? Uh -huh. you you know, pretty much almost, you know, 17, 18 hour days, however you can work your day. But there was so much... Um, you know, in, emphasis on really making sure that, you know, like the corporate arena really understands, you know, a mom, you know, and, and, and especially even at high levels, but just even warehouse workers, what have you, but mm -hmm. the stress 
of that. If you're working outside of the home, if you're working inside the home, even if you're working, you still got to get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You got to make sure you hopefully they got some clean clothes just to put on. Sis, I know you. <laughs> but just speak to what you know about a being a mom. You talked about your amazing son, right? Mm -hmm. the, of course, the stresses and the challenges of that, and of course, how does you know health and wellness help? I can only imagine kind of incorporate that, right? So um, I'll, I'll start with a little bit of my, I'm, I'm gonna go back to my story a little bit only because um, I just decided to make the transition. Now this is seven years um, from the time that I got cancer to deciding to leave that corporate job, right? So you, that's number seven, right? The number of completion. But before the cancer, I kept saying, I need a break, I need a break because I was stressed in my corporate job. And I think that was part of the reason why cancer showed up for me. So to all of the women out there in that corporate job um, that you, and, or whatever job that is, it doesn't necessarily have to be corporate, but where you feel stressed and you're trying to juggle, you know, the home life with the work life, rather you're now in COVID and you're at home all the time. And that's so stressful because everybody's always at you at home because we know that, you know, listen, the women, are the center of the home. So if you're stressed out, I need you to do certain things. Like I was saying before, when my cousin called me at the time that I got the news, the first thing to do is breathe. And there are, and you can just, you know, take a moment to just breathe and breathe deeply, but there are also breathing exercises that you can do. And, you know, I, when I first got cancer, the hospital gave me like these free um, meditation uh, sessions. And I went to the meditation session and I was laughing because remember, I was a corporate woman. I was laughing at the meditation session because they were saying, free your mind. And it seemed hokey. It seemed hokey to me. But when I really started to focus on meditation after the fact and just breathing, it helps. It relieves stress, you know, kind of on contact really quickly. Right. So you can just breathe to relieve stress. And I also I actually mentioned to a woman the other day to start doing intermittent exercises to get a break so you can get up out of your chair, you know, do 20 squats, go back to working, get up out of your chair, you know, the next hour or two later, do some jumping jacks and then continue working. Because what they, what we do know about exercise is it helps to release those feel good hormones, the serotonin and all the endorphins. So get up and get some movement, go outside, take a walk, get some fresh air, do the little things that are going to help you relieve the stress, you know, pretty quickly. It's like snap your, your body changes really quickly when you do things like breathing and exercising that way. And then find some joy, you know, either by yourself or with your family, whatever that is, you know, um, listen to some music, watch a good show that you like, you know, play some games with your family or your kids, but do something that brings you joy because those are the things that are going to help to mitigate the stress so that you don't have that stress piling on and you don't have that stress building up in your body. Because what we also know about stress is stress helps cater to illness. So if you are stressed out, it's going to eventually make you sick. And that's the point that you don't want to get to. Well, I was in the background breathing, sis. <laughs> because there's two things to that. So I have the app that comes up regularly and tells me to breathe. I really, that, that sounds crazy that you need something to tell you to breathe, right? And, and I mean, just the intentional breathing, you know what I mean? Like, we ain't falling down. Uh, you know, from the carbon dioxide poison or anything like that, but we're not breathing efficiently. Like we really are not, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that, so that part, I really understand how that is just even for your mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, just to, you know, am I thinking, right? Am I clear? You know, how we even respond to our children when we're not breathing, when we're stressed, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and we really set the tone. You know, we, we really do. So it's so important. I love that breathing. Now, I remember when I did have a coach, girl, I used to be something. Hmm. I was working out there, so I do know, right? But I remember him saying, you ain't breathing. I mean, what you talking about? I ain't breathing. He was like, the problem is you are not breathing. Like, I need you to get used to really breathing through. Even when you feel like you can't do it. When you can't do another sit-up, breathe. Take a deep breath in, and I bet you can give me five more. So I know. You, 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 I 
know that that's even a part of physical fitness. Mm-hmm. It's about breathing, right? And we, and that's how I know that I really wasn't breathing. Yeah. <laughs> like, most of us don't breathe properly. Most of us don't take those long breaths that we need. You know, so they, they say you got to breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth, right? And you get that deep breath and you allow that oxygen to go in. We don't do that. We take short breaths because we're doing everything so quickly, especially here in the tri-state area, right? Because everything is so fast and everything is rush, rush, rush. And so you learn or you adapt um, this other breathing methodology. But really, we are meant to breathe deeply and bring in that oxygen. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I hope, you know, against the audience, those that are watching to understand, like, are you really taking deep breaths? You know what I mean? If you're watching us tonight, look, just take a minute. That's right. <laughs> it, it does wonders. Like, don't, don't belittle it. Don't, it really, really is important. So, I mean, that's, that's really a great, great tip when it comes to stress. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. All right. All right. So, so mom, being a mom, being a mom on a mission Now, I really, you know, that's one thing that's certainly a part of my coaching program is working with women to really understand, you know, listen, you can live a full fabulous life and you can do these things on your terms. Like God didn't create us you know, to be robots. Okay. I gotta go. I gotta be here. I gotta do this every day. You know, he didn't, that's not, it's to be a live a fulfilled life. And fabulous, if I might add. And that doesn't mean everything ain't lined up. If I show this camera around, you might see a dish in the sink or you know, like, like, but you know, <laughs> it's about being perfect, but it's about being fulfilled, fulfilling your your purpose and also helping others do the same mm-hmm. so i'm so I'm, I'm just so really excited and i applaud you um sis for doing that and i know you're talking about transitioning um you know even even into you know full-time entrepreneurship and things that you're doing and and, and i know that that process is a process i know yeah. i've walked that yeah. <laughs> I ran in that lane and I salute you for that. So if you want to share a little bit about, you know, where you are now, where you see yourself, your business, um, and encourage those that would like to do the same. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, listen, if you have a passion for something, go out there and do it and, you know, start small if you have to. Um, I definitely grappled with it for a while, right? Because I was in corporate for so long. And I I have to say, like, I thought I was doing it. I thought I was doing it. I was making good money. And I thought, hey, listen, I got this um, and I can do both. But it really wasn't my passion. So I really had to decide, step back and say, you know, what do I really want to do? And what's going to create the most joy and the most peace over my life for me and my son? So I just decided, listen, I'm doing this thing. I'm loving it. And take the small steps, you know, save the money, right? Get yourself a financial advisor if you need to save that money so that you can prepare for leaving that job and then put the small steps together on your business, have your business plan, your mission, your vision, and then go after the things that you are seeing for your business, but really do it and take the small steps. And it doesn't mean that everything is going to be perfect by all means. You know, I didn't do it perfectly. I'm still not, but I'm still going. That's the whole point. I'm still moving. And to the point now where I've said, that's it, I'm done with corporate and I am moving into this entrepreneur space full time and I'm loving it. And the the crazy thing about it is when I decided to do that, there was so much peace that came with that. And people were asking me, like the people close to me that know that I had made this decision were saying, you know, how do you feel? Because I've been in corporate for so long and I'm like, unbelievably peaceful and calm. So when you really know that the the, the space that you're in or you're moving towards is where you're supposed to be, it's going to be all right, sis. It's going to be all right. So just move and, and do it. Oh, I I get it. I echo the same sentiment. I understand. And you know, when it's time, you know what I mean? And I, I promise you, for me personally, I think I wrestled with it for almost two years, mm-hmm. maybe even three. Like, you know, I knew, but it was like, oh, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 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 it, and it's such a leap of faith, right? It, it really, really is that, you know what? And, and I really believe that it's like, you know what? We, we feel like we're we're one thing. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like where this, but what God has given us with so much more. He has deposited so many things in you, right? That you think that, okay, this is it. I got to work this job for 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. Get watch, get the clock, whatever it is, get the pension or what have you. And I think that's probably more of our time frame because I think the younger generation now do not feel right. that way. Right. <laughs> but you know what it is? It's because our generation is moving into that and they're seeing that. So they're going for it. When you think about our parents, it was, you've got to go to school and you got to get a good education and then you have to get a good job, right? So that was in our psyche. That was something that they drilled into us. So it affected us in that way and everybody went and got a corporate job. But now the kids are seeing that, ooh, my parents are doing this so I can do this. And other people out there are moving towards entrepreneurship more and more. And with social media, right? things are, are so prevalent, like people can see everything that's happening. So they're like, no, I don't want to work a corporate job now. Some of them don't even want to go to college, <laughs> right? Okay, yeah. Right. Absolutely. It really you have a plan and some direction and you're willing to move forward. You don't have to go to school. You get out there and do it. Because look, we already know there are many examples of people who are super successful that never went to college. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, let's not even think about college day. I mean, you know, I mean let's just be clear on that. Right. Um, especially for us in the United States, like yeah. you, you could buy a house after four years and forget about six years and graduate. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it is certainly is something to encourage. And I always, you know, try to stir up that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, mm-hmm. in our youth and even just in women in general, like what else you got? Right. I mean that. You know what? Well, what else you got? Because it's there. You right. it. You know what I mean. You suppressed it, but there are gifts, there are talents, and those things that people will pay you for. Mm-hmm. There is something there. You know, say like use what's in your hand. I mm-hmm. always, always encourage them. And what, what else is it? Like let's work and let's focus and develop those things that really bring you passion and joy. You know, I love when you say, you know, just to find the little things that 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 bring you joy. And and I love that. I, I even got to the point where I need to be intentional about laughing. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I mean, honestly, like a good old joke, maybe it's a meme on Instagram and somebody mm-hmm. sent me. And if I get it, I'm sending it because this guy, you just need to laugh for five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know, enough to make us cry. That's right. not, we're seeing, we're feeling, you know, so many, so many things that's going on mm-hmm. that is so sad and that can be oppressing mm-hmm. that we have to be intentional about finding joy, that's about right. finding happiness. And that's why I feel like even again, you know, in, in your work environment, in your career, if it ain't really, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I know it, it'll be perfect, but mm-hmm. if it's not really bringing you joy and, and, and the peace that you need and that you deserve, then you definitely need to look for a change. You absolutely. Yeah change so that's right and i want to say to women out there because you said find what's in your hand women we juggle so much already even if you're working right you have a family you have kids you're already juggling you're already doing so many things so it's okay if you want to add something else to it because you know how to do that you know how to juggle you know you can handle it (laughs) (laughs) you you built for this that's That's right You are built for this. It's, it's awesome. Awesome. So just a little bit about parenting mm-hmm. uh, for you being a parent, this amazing teenage boy, if you yeah. will. Yeah. Um, tell us about that, about your your, your son, and yeah. just a little bit about being that, that mom. That he yeah. just, wow. my, my son is amazing. Um, I'm blessed. I'm so blessed to have an amazing little son. But, um, you know, I have um, open dialogue with my son. I don't like to, and, and listen, don't get me wrong, I'm explaining to him, explaining to him things that, you know, should be communicated to a 13 year old, right? But the dialogue is open. So there's so much peace in my house because of that open dialogue, because me and my son have conversations, you know, be it about, the because he's 13 now, right? Politics, right? Because he's paying attention or you know whatever else is happening in the family at home with covid we talk and that is the biggest part of parenting having conversations with your kids and i'm not saying you tell your kids everything under the sun right because children don't need to know everything but at the same time you need to be open and communicate because the last thing that you want them to do is learn everything from the world instead of at home so you have to have open dialogue. So me and my son, we have that. I'm a single parent too. So, you know, it's him and I. And I always talk to him about creating peace 
in our home and keeping the Holy Spirit in our home. So those are the two things that are most important for us. And he understands that. And he knows how to pray. We pray together, right? We play games together. We go out bike riding together because I want to create um, just that relationship so that he knows that, you know, mom's got my back. Mom is, mom's my girl. She got my back. Um, and we communicate and, and, you know, just let him know that he is a loved individual. So, you know, I think that that's, that's key when you are, are raising kids. And then I also communicate to him about just being in business, right? And like, for instance, tonight, okay, I'm going to get on this live. You know, that's what you need to know. You know, he's doing his thing right now downstairs. And when I finish, then we come together. But, you know, just communicating that so that he's not surprised and that he's, he's not interrupting. And, um, but he understands that I love him. I have something to do right now and then we'll come back together. So I think that open dialogue is really good for parents and their kids. I love it because it's really teamwork, especially yeah. entrepreneurship. Because you know those lines of you know you, you I need I need you <laughs> you know at this time I need you to load the car up I need you to put the screen up who got the Wi-Fi you know <laughs> makes the dream work right so I get it it's, it's a beautiful thing that they understand the process and I'm the same way they know six o'clock I just text them before I was like look y'all know show starts everybody make sure everybody good everybody good. <laughs> so, it, it certainly, certainly is good. And I love the fact that you talk about peace, mm -hmm. about joy. And this is something, of course, that, you know, we need so much more of. But making sure that, you know, that is really a center, like, focus in your home. Mm -hmm. I, I get that. I feel that, you know, because especially raising, you know, African-American men, mm -hmm. young men, like, just having a place of peace, of acceptance, of feeling loved. Oh my goodness. It's so, so important. Um, so I, I, I love that. And you say you teach him how to pray. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. sis, sis, yeah. sis, sis. Oh, yeah. He won't go to, he won't go to sleep until we pray. Like he won't even, he'll, he'll say to me, okay, mom, I'm ready. Like he's done everything else. He's like, I'm ready. It's time to pray. So we make sure that we do that every night and he won't go to sleep until we do it. Wow. Unless he is dead. Like he has to be dead tired. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That, that's that's really, really powerful because there's so much power in that. And I always say, like, we're not going to be with them all the time. You know what I mean? Like they and so really setting this foundation and instilling these things in them, these virtues, these values, um, because we know we won't be there. You know, they, they're, they're going to be out there in the world where we're not, you know, but of course, we've got them covered and they got their angels on assignment. But, <laughs> you know, we know that they need to, you know, speak up and pray and be led in a level of discernment. Mm -hmm. Um, for our young men. So I think that is powerful. And just to have that relationship, that mother and son thing, that's special anyway. It, it, it is. It is. Started, um, during COVID, he started bike riding with his friends. And he knew that every before he left, I prayed over him. And I called out every name of every child that he was going to be with. And we prayed, you know, and he knew and he knows like, OK, before I go, I need to be prayed over because I need to know that he's OK out there. Right. And that's yeah. That's our armor. That is our armor. Indeed, indeed. Powerful, powerful, powerful. I, I, I just, I love this discussion. I love the fact that we were able to connect. I know we're going to have you back because once you are there full time and you made that transition, uh, we're going to have to bring you back to talk about that. Come and sit down on the couch, <laughs> on our virtual couch um, and, and share. But it was just a great conversation. And, you know, of course, real talk, real solutions. And tonight you certainly have offered that uh, to the audience again with breast cancer awareness sharing your story listen about breathing living your optimal health uh fulfilling your purpose and you and just the fact that you said listen breast cancer was your wake-up call that thing woke you up you you ain't sleep no more i'm woke <laughs> i am woke and i love the story of the tree you know after the storm and and that is just a beautiful thing and just to again find peace and solace and you know knowing that god's got us abba father like he, he, he really, he, he's got us covered. When it don't look like it, don't feel like it, you know that and you can rest in that. So that's just absolutely beautiful. I thank you so much for, for sharing your story tonight um, and giving a bit of your coaching and your reset mindset. Um, and I know it certainly was a blessing to, to those that are watching. So if you're watching, if you didn't say already, make sure you comment, like, and share. You just don't know who this, this, 
you know, Miss Tracy's her her story, her testimony, who it can really be a blessing to. So, listen, I want you to just share how they can connect with you. Um, sure. Any closing thoughts or anything you want to leave with the people? Please do that. And I know we got to let you go because you got to get on to the next thing. To sit yeah. Next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. You know what? Live your life to the fullest. You know, if I could say it, just live your life to the fullest, whatever it is that you feel like you want to do, go out there and do it. The time is now reset today. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> today, today. So you're the reset coaches on Instagram. The reset coaches on Instagram, the reset coaches on Facebook, the reset coaches on I'm Tracy Randolph, the reset coach on LinkedIn. Um, I'm also Tracy Randolph on Facebook as well as the reset coach. And then I'm also on um, another platform called Web Talk, and I am Tracy Randolph, the Reset Coach there as well. And you know, we didn't even get into, you know, what you got coming up next. See, yes. this is what happens. But, <laughs> but we have to let go. But on even on all her various pages, she does a lot of workouts and and offers resources and trainings right there, things that you could do. I see you run up and down the stairs doing all kinds of stuff. Get up and and I get my rings finished in my own mind. I did do my squats. So you are truly such an inspiration. And sis, I just want to say thank you. Um, I I pray tonight that you are even blessed, more inspired. You have the energy to go on and and just just take the roof off of whatever you were doing. Just go ahead and and take it up 10 more levels, okay? Because I'm rooting for your right. So I thank you. I appreciate you and continue to be bold, to be you, and to be blessed, girl. So we thank you tonight for being with us, okay? Amen. Thank you for having me. Indeed, indeed, indeed. <laughs> All right, guys. So listen, that was it. This was our, our, our episode of, uh, this is our, our, our mid-October episode of Real Talk, Real Solutions. We focus on Moms on a Mission tonight. And, and, and I hope that you really uh, gain some of those tips and you got some things out of the reset mindset that, yes, you can reset each and every day. All right. You still got time. If you want to do them squats, (laughs) if you want to try to eat healthy, there's still that opportunity for you to do it and to do it now. So I'm so thankful for Miss Tracy Randolph for being here with me uh, this evening. And I pray that you know that, listen, it's 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 the time is now you can live a fabulous, fulfilled life. Yes, you. We are moms on a mission. We are mothers. We are women doing it and doing it big, even in 2020, in spite of. And again, I thank everyone one who uh, supported the conference last week. Now, listen, this weekend, we have our domestic uh, violence awareness campaign with Blessed Girls, and we are knitting together. We are hooked up and knitting in love. Uh, we're doing that this Sunday through a Zoom platform where uh, if you want to learn how to knit and crochet, we have instructors, we have experienced folks, because I'm not one of them, but I I will be presenting and sharing about domestic violence as long with uh, our partner, uh, the Wives International, uh, Ms. Bonnie Allen Nadella. She will be joining me and we'll be working together, uh, Ms. Yukima Daniels. So we'll be working together. I have some awesome expert crocheters and knitters, Cecile Clark. I'm naming out some of my Blessed Girl supporters. But join us Sunday night, um, 6 to 8. We will be knitting and crocheting uh, scars for women and children that are in domestic violence shelters. So come on and join us through Zoom. The flyers should be there. Uh, any Anything else that I could do, be a blessing. Go to our website, learn more, uh, nonafifer.com and blessedgirls.com uh, as well. So thank you. Continue. You know what it is. Be bold, be you, and be blessed. Thanks again for watching. Have a great night.